right, it, let's see what's going on here. There we what's go. What's going on? It's it's February 27th, 1993. It's lethal leap year. Of these things can be seen at the biggest extravaganza in the history of professional wrestling. Lethal leap year. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Not Is quite. it? It was '93. Was not a leap year, though. <laughs> no, that was the ga- that was the gag. Hold one second. There is no f-ing leap year. Lethal leap year. That's right. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about that. My sea monster. <laughs> it's not me that you're going to be facing. Oh no, you're going to be facing my creature from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> there is no leap year. Oh shit. Oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> we have been running television all year for lethal leap year. What? And nobody, nobody in the office, nobody pushing pencils looked at a calendar to figure out that there is no leap year. My God, man, we're going to be ruined. That's why I know superstars could come back because that show was awesome. Yes, it was. If you would bring superstars back, he would have to bring it back in the vein of Southpaw wrestling. Yeah, like an 80s parody show. And just use like real wrestlers. Yeah. It could be like a completely separate story from Raw and SmackDown, too. Yeah, you could have real matches or take a lot of the. B level, no, I don't want to call them B level because they're all great, but you know, like not not the main event guys that are like yeah. that are, they're shoving down your throats on Raw and SmackDown. You know, give some of the other guys a chance to to show off some chops there. Yeah, Johnny never gets airtime. Put him on this yeah. show. Exactly, I like it. Yeah, let's write it. Let's start writing. That's right. <laughs> all right, are you ready? Sign us up. We are so ready. It is February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. Still in San Jose State Event Center, it is Saturday morning superstars. I can't do it anymore. I totally can't do it. I remember like when we started the thing, it's like, I'm just going to put the, the Vincey thing <laughs> in the theme. That way I don't have to do it every week. And you still do it every week. But I still feel like it needs to be there. Because I, I listen to some of those old episodes every once in a while, like me getting on the, the couple of times and just saying, it's Saturday morning superstars. I, I sound dumber than I usually am. So, mm-hmm. Well, I'm dumb, but our transcription service says I'm dumb. And I'm fan. Well, we're here channeling our midlife crisis by watching early 90s syndicated professional wrestling. Absolutely loving it. This particular episode, I, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is why I like wrestling in the mid 80s as a six year old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I kind of noticed that a lot of the cutaways, since Triple H took over Raw, all the cutaways are of the demo. They're all of like, 18 to 35 year old dudes mm-hmm. and the superstar cutaways are all six to 12 year old kids yeah and maybe the parents that brought them but mostly yeah. you know when a wrestler comes out they cut to a kid so this is like the disney on ice we kind of grew up with the product we did because i, I think we were right in the correct demographic for what wwf slash wwe was trying to accomplish within its different versions yeah like we were watching it and it was all about cartoons when we were watching cartoons Mm -hmm. then we grew up and went to college and like look at this hokey shit we want something edgy and we got the attitude stuff and then we had kids and like well i can't let my kid watch triple h rape kane's girlfriend (laughs) mannequin i was on twitter today and they were showing a gif of triple h in the ring during the attitude era and he had some girl in the audience, like, lift her top. Like, literally yeah. lift her top. I was like, yeah, can't watch out with the kids. Can't watch out with the kids. So now we have kids, but now it's a PG product. So, you know, I could go there and, and we took the kids to Wildwood. Now our kids are older, getting out of college, and we're like, this is lame. Now it's back to TV 14. Spice it back up again. Perfect. They know exactly who, who they're talking to. It's made for us, man. 
Yeah, it is. It is. Speaking of us stupid and cartoony, our cold open is of barely lingual. Some people are like bilingual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barely lingual. Barely lingual. <laughs> Ray Rougeau interviewing Doink. For some reason, I still don't understand. You know, this guy shows up on episodes of Superstars months ago, just shows up randomly. Nobody knows who he is. Mm -hmm. He's coming down the aisle and making fun of different wrestlers, throwing water, throwing confetti on people. And all of a sudden he's got a contract. <laughs> I still don't understand that. I was like, I feel like that was be my ticket into becoming a wrestler. Well, you can say that about like any of the occupation guys, like you're a trash collector and suddenly you're a wrestler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're an abusive cop and suddenly you're a wrestler. <laughs> you're the abusive cops, uh, former inmate. Yeah. In a really weird interview, I don't remember, you know, Bourne's voice until I saw, saw this one. Cause I only remember like new doink voice mm. and they're very different. He's saying, I got to fight the boss, man. And make him my clown bitch. Yeah, so it's it starts off and he's interviewing him and Rougeau tells him that his opponent, the big boss man, will not put up with his jokes. But Doink begs to differ mm -hmm. and promises a big surprise. And then he uh, says to Rougeau, he's got a magic trick that he's going to sh show and pulls his handkerchief out and uh, looks like he's going to pull something out of the handkerchief. But no, he just blows his nose with it and tries to stick it back, but does not. When did the Venn diagram happen where clowns had to do magic? I mean, if you're going to stick like, you know, 20 clowns in a car, that's magical enough. Like, so. <laughs> Maybe that's why I went with a clown. Like, yeah, hey, we can fit like five of them on the van. Like, it'd be so cheap for it to have wrestling clowns. You yeah. like, your travel bill's nothing. It's like one <laughs> rental car and 75 people show up. This is brilliant. I don't even know how to get in a van. Yeah. Why are we paying so much for planes? <laughs> Stick 75 clowns in a van and we're there. On the green screen today, we have the typical trio of Macho, King, and Vince. Macho wearing, not at the pink one he had before, but he's in no. pink sequins this time around. I've referred to this as the banana, watermelon, bubble yum, bubble gum outfit. Do you think that he was trying to get a little bit close to Hulk colors, being that this is like a big Hulk's back episode? It could be. Because when I first looked at it, I was like, is it the red and the yellow? Because he was doing the red and the yellow when they were mm -hmm. trying to do the Mega Maniacs thing with uh, Ultimate Warrior. But no, it's a little bit more on the pink side. So I don't know. It's just another one of his crazy, ridiculous outfits. I wonder, you know, who has all these? I'm sure they're in like some kind of archives. I've somewhere. seen it. They, I think uh, Fredo Macho. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. The genius has a lot of his oh, old stuff. Oh, that would make you sense. You go through yeah. his closet. You can see like all of his outfits. And yeah. the person who made them for him has a bunch, I think. They did it like a tour of his place after he died on somewhere on the network. King's back with his red clown. Red clown. Red crown. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't the red crown at first. It was a blue blue crown. And then it went, and then it went tan. brown. Yeah. Like a tannish brown. And now he's got a, a red crown. So he's, you know, he's mixing it up. Yeah. Why not? A couple of different highlights, of course, that are coming. Uh, King says the highlight is going to be the amazing interview that we're supposed to have with Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Who thought that was a great idea? I know what we'll do. We'll have him talk. Yeah, don't, don't let him talk. I didn't think he was going to talk. Much to my surprise, he does. They called an interview with Giant Gonzalez, and he has like a sentence. Yeah, Whip Whippleman does most of it. Macho, on the other hand... Brings us around to why everybody's happy and why Vince has a heart on right now. Because our good friend Hulk Hogan is back in the fold. Just every time that Macho says his voice, just look at Vince's face. He is glowing. Yeah. He's absolutely glowing because he sees ratings dropping. Ticket sales in the toilet. Yes. He, he has a Canadian avenging a, a, an injustice from, from for America. <laughs> Yeah, Hulkster uh, is back, and yeah, Vince is extremely happy. Yes, that will be the central theme to a lot of this show, of course. So here's how I knew, like, the Hulkster thing was, like, going to be the, the big big story. We immediately fade into the Not-So-Titantron, which looks mm -hmm. bigger. Did they add a rack? Because I think it went one thing higher than we used to see now. The geishas are out. And yes. out comes Yokozuna, who is the main event threat for WrestleMania. 
Yeah. So here we're seeing him and the talk should be all about the the main event and how this guy's going to be a real threat to the championship. But yes. all we do is talk about Hogan. Oh, yeah. All over Yoko. It's like we're back to week three of Yoko where they just didn't know what they had and they were just talking over his match. They talk over this match the whole time about Hogan. Yeah, they they talk more about Hogan and, you know, if he's going to be on the WrestleMania card mm -hmm. than they do a, a Brett. The only thing they've really mentioned about Brett is towards the end of the match where they're just saying where he's like the underdog against Yokozuna. We get a shot of our... Red tight, who almost became my red tight of the night, Brian West. Yes, Brian West. Not a lot to him. Our our red tights, unfortunately, this week do not have a lot of fun background. So we just have some appearances here. But Brian West had five appearances in the WWE in 1993. All of them losses, of course. And then for some reason, he had one appearance not in WWE but in some other company in 2008. Wow. Yeah. You came out of retirement in 2008? I guess so. That was, it's, you know, it's been it's 25 like, years since my debut. It's yeah. Like, did they have a 25th anniversary celebration for <laughs> Brian West? I don't think so. That's funny. The best part of this was the beginning of the match where they do that under the legs yes. camera shot of Yokozuna. I'm calling it the Yoka shot. It's between his legs. His legs take up the entire foreground. Yeah. And like... You can see the red tight right in between. Yeah. Which is a very intimidating thing. It's great. I mean, yeah. It's a what a uh, great shot. Good little shot there. West charges right away for some reason. Like he's, you know, in some sort of high end sumo wrestling battle and he just does not win. No, uh, Joko <laughs> takes him out with the clothesline. West yeah. does not get up. It's not like he's, you know, selling. He's just knocked out. <laughs> He's done. Yeah. And Yoko just walks away from him like like an early 90s action movie where the, the guy just walks and doesn't look at the explosion oh, behind, behind him. him. <laughs> Yoko just <laughs> clobbers him and just goes for a walk like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Right at the beginning of the match, they're talking about like how Yoko fucked up Duggan again. So right after this match, we're going to get a special interview with Jim Duggan's father for some reason. Well, we had his wife. <laughs> yeah. And now I guess we're getting his dad. So we're going for the whole family aspect and trying to get rid of that whole America versus Japan thing. A date which will live in infamy. I mean, what's the point? We're not going to have the return match. I'm not quite sure. It, but, unless they're building, they're not building towards something before WrestleMania. No, it's just... Yeah, Duggan was the fall guy. End of story. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're spending more time about what happened to Duggan than Brett. Brett is like a, a footnote in this whole thing. It's just like Brett's the end game, but they really don't spend a lot of time. No, they're him. talking Hogan, they're talking Duggan, and they're not talking a whole lot of Brett. Yeah. Yoko continues to beat on West as the announcers are speculating as to whether or not Hogan will be at WrestleMania. Spoiler, he will. He will. I don't think they had this thing planned yet where Hogan was going to, like, at the very end of the day, be the champion who beats Yokozuna. But they sure are talking like it was. Like, yeah. they're spending a lot of time talking like, maybe Hogan will step up and maybe Hogan will be part of this. I wonder when that decision was made. I thought it was closer to the event. I have to wonder, like, what is Brett's initial reaction to how this is going to go down? <laughs> like, the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get played as the pawn. Yeah. Just so Hogan composed at the end of WrestleMania 9. Yeah, I mean, I th I remember hearing, like, the plan was, the only reason Hogan was going to get this belt was he was going to basically leave for a while. Yeah. WCW wasn't in the picture yet, but he was going to leave, do his TV show, et cetera, et cetera. But he was going to stick around for their European tour after WrestleMania. So they were going to put the belt on Hogan so he could be the champion for the European tour. Sure. Drop it and get out of Dodge. But having him champion wasn't the, really the initial plan. He just kind of pitched that, you know, I could be champion on the European tour. Like, I love it. You know, mm -hmm. Of course. Fuck that, Brett. And, and that was the yeah. end. In the Yoko match, poor Wes gets knocked to the ground to be ready to be bonsai drop, but he is mm -hmm. way too on the side. He's not centered in the, you know, in the turnbuckle. Yeah. And you can see him scoot his ass over. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's on the ground knocked out, but he's like shimmering his butt to get more centered. Where is Yoko supposed to hit 
on that bonsai drop because it looked like when he drops, he lands on West's stomach. Yes. But then he moves himself up to his upper chest. Yeah, to his ribcage, which may be able to support some of him. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I don't know what's really supporting Yoko because I always thought he kind of like held onto the rope to kind of, sure. or, or held himself up a little bit. So he's not scr scrunching this guy. He's sitting on this motherfucker. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's at the point where he's just like, I'm gonna be champion, bitch. I don't care who the hell you who yeah. you are. Yeah, hold, hold your breath. Clench. I never have to talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Danny Davis is going over to him like, "You okay, dude?" Like, yeah. West, you're right. They do do some cutaways. The only like Brett thing is doing cutaways of people in Brett t-shirts booing. They have mm -hmm. this little girl in pink and this other person in a Brett shirt boy. And uh, that's, that's the only Brett Hart tie into this thing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we're getting a lot of heel heat off of these guys. Yoko is certainly a heel here. People want Brett, of course, but they're not just like, boo, if this guy wins the title, I'm going to go ape shit type heat. It's kind of weird because he was so big and impressive. And now you got Elegante, Giant Gonzalez running around who's eight feet tall. Like yeah. who's the, who's the giant attraction right now? It used to be Yokozuna. Yeah. Now is it Eligante? I don't it's know true. if you should have yeah. like two giant guys in this in the same federation at the yeah, same did time. That, did that kind of take away from you know Yoko a little bit by putting Eligante the rumor in there? Like why we got rid of Bronze Strowman because we had Omos. Oh, and, and like well now we got bigger bigger guy. Yeah, he's so, a lot yeah. cheaper. A lot cheaper and, and far less talented. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they call him Chief Duggan. Yeah, he was a police chief for Glen Falls, New York. And we get like this weird phone conversation between Duggan's dad mm -hmm. and Vince on the other line. And I swear this whole thing was pre-written out. Read from the script. Read from the script. I'm going to ask you these questions. You're going to answer with these answers. Has Duggan let down America? And he's like, no, he, he won. <laughs> he did win. Everybody's pointing this out. Like at the end of the day, Yoko is the one who lost. <laughs> like, yeah. Duggan yeah. did everything he said he was going to do. He's going to knock Yoko down. Duggan, you know, feels like he let everybody down. He's like, no, you, you won, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Walk away with the W. You're good. And it's getting really confusing too because they're like the undefeated Yokozuna. And then two seconds later, like Duggan beat him. Yeah. Well, it was an unsanctioned match. Yeah. I mean, is it a match? Technically. If, like the goal. It wasn't was really a match. Knock him down. It's like a tickle yeah. fight. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is goofy. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know why we have to, you know, check in with Duggan's family every five seconds. Duggan's not going to fight Yoko. Yeah, is there going to be some sort of resurgence of Duggan at some point? Even if it's not to come back and fight Yoko, is it just going to be, you know, oh, Duggan's coming back after his, you know, takedown from Yoko, and then, you know, somebody else calls him out. Yeah, I don't know. I, we got some, we got time before, maybe, yeah. like, this is a real long drawn yeah. out. Yeah. So maybe he comes back, fights Yoko, Yoko gets the better of him again, Hulk comes out or Brett comes out and save his ass. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully it's going somewhere. And this week on Superstars, we're talking to Hacksaw Jim Duggan's third cousin twice removed. <laughs> and he's like, yay, disappointed all of us. Duggan's been an asshole. He didn't come to my communion. He's going to be like Bruce Hart. <laughs> yeah, Hart, like really mad about Duggan. It's like, Brett sucks. Feels like SummerSlam all over again when the yeah, whole family yeah. has to chime in. Yeah, that's what they're going for. They, they're, you know, they had to pivot from the the USA Japan thing, so they needed like something. So it's like, let's just throw them the family aspect. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool if like Yoko was managed by you know Duggan's brother or something. It's yeah. like I don't know, Monkey Wrench Duggan <laughs> was, was managing Yoko. Well, it's time. We haven't seen a circuit promo in a long time because we're pushing WrestleMania 9. And here we yeah. are in the event center. Instead of the update, they've scrambled the formula again. We've yeah. gone from having a two-segment name versus name match into a Mean Gene update back to a cold open with a squash match and a normal event center. 
Yeah, regular event setter. Well, I guess it's because Gene has pivoted. Instead of doing updates right now, he's doing the WrestleMania reports, I guess. So putting those a little bit later in the format seems to work while we get to see Sean Mooney in the event center. And now we're cutting into time because we have to share what happened on Raw every week. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's like a news segment. We're going to have like no matches anymore. <laughs> Highlight a Raw, an event center, and a WrestleMania report and credits. Vince is seeing the money in Raw at this point. So this Superstars is slowly becoming the full-on B-show review of Raw. Caesar's Palace, which I don't remember being a tremendous crowd, still, I guess, isn't sold out. Because they're, they're punching tickets. Did yours have like dropouts every once in a while when they had the, the number up? And, yes. And you couldn't hear anything? There had to have been a voiceover back in the day, I guess. Yeah, that was the ones where Gene was on the screen. They had the, the number blurred. With Sean Mooney on the screen, he would say the number mm -hmm. and it was fine. But when Gene was saying the number, the, the number was blocked out and it was muted. There's no audio. Yeah. That'd be funny if they muted it because it was like, goes crazy. I've done this for five hours. <laughs> Can't we just get one of these right Gene going off? Gene, the mic's live. Just I would love to see Gene, Gene going outtakes. off of one of these. Yes, I love Gene outtakes. This is the main event. This is WrestleMania for Christ's sake. This sucks. <laughs> Gene, <laughs> shut up. We're live. Oh, shit. Yeah. Gene dropping an F-bomb. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck it. Vince knows. <laughs> Show's in the toilet. Gene, stop it. Yeah, well, we get uh, Mr. Perfect with digital perfect graphics. He's on the same page as us at this point <laughs> with Luger. He doesn't know what to call him. He's like, the narcissist? Narcissist? We're all confused about what Lex Luger's name is supposed to be. So he just goes with what I consider to be the... Perfect name, or sissy. Narcissi. <laughs> I love it. Back to sissies. Yes. <laughs> and the Beverly brothers are like, dude, we're using that for six months, taking our shit. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's saying there's not a lot of perfection in WWF. There's only one perfect. He's blaming a lot of this on Bobby. You know, Bobby <laughs> is upset because of what happened with perfect back at survivor series so bobby brought in luger bobby is to blame for all this and bobby is going to be luger's downfall apparently when you're a wrestler you get a record reset every once in a while because we do have a luger match and they're talking about well can luger defeat perfect can he make him not perfect what will happen to mr perfect if he loses i'm like this dude's lost like a million times by now. <laughs> yeah. He's been intercontinental twice, which means he's lost it twice. He's yeah. got beaten by Hogan before that a million times because he was the only one who could go with him. What are we talking about here? He doesn't have an undefeated record. He's Mr. Well, Perfect, but, you know, that's like the hitman isn't a murderer. It's just a nickname. It's just a nickname. Fred Hart's in the middle of some promo and then he gets like a pager call <laughs> shit i gotta go take care of this i'll be right back yeah hitman's promo is like mr perfect you owe 40 grand <laughs> you said you'd pay us back by friday <laughs> come saturday if you're not paid up you're fucking dead <laughs> at the garden that's a nice little hedge you got there yeah it'd be a shame if something happened to it <laughs> yeah you're gum you got money for gum i guess where's our money you better have it when we meet at the uh, Boston Garden on, on yeah. February 5th. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we get a another promo, which makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> from the head shrinkers who are facing the Steiners at WrestleMania. I understood, like, two words of this entire thing. And I know he was speaking a lot of gibberish in there, mm -hmm. but I think some of it was supposed to be English. The closed captioning refers to it as speaking alternate language. Well, he says something about be prepared in yes. there. And then I was trying to figure out why the head shrinkers are wearing demolitions old gear. Yeah, they are with, with <laughs> rings instead of studs. They've got the straps over the shoulders with rings hanging off of them. My favorite part of this is when Samu plays with his shrunken head. It's, just like, <laughs> it's like playing with its nose and its chin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what, what are the chances that's a real head? I'm saying pretty high. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be. 
Rakishi, on the other hand, smoked a little bit too much of the crack before that one. He's like headbutton mm-hmm. and just like, just look at his facial expressions during that entire. Yeah. He's all over the place. Samu looks like Animal the Muppet. That's true. He does. <laughs> he does. How about it? Well, we go from that and we get double the pleasure, double the fun here. Double fresh. Raymond Rougeau is back trying to talk English and he welcomes Farvey Whippleman and the giant Gonzalez who has music. Apparently I would say it's like, it's like the, the, the B roll for a horror movie or something. Cause it's just like oh, this yeah. eerie sort of crazy stuff going on behind yeah, him. It sounds like the apprehension engine. Have you ever seen yeah. that thing? That little, the horror box that they met, the composer asked, like, I don't want to do this horror movie with like scary sounds that an orchestra is making. I just want mm-hmm. terrifying sounds. So he made like this hell box yeah. of like creaks and cracks and things. That's what yeah. it sounds like. He's still wearing his Merkin outfit with his giant fuzzy bathing suit bottoms yeah. all over this muscle shirt. Of course. With Whippleman there being the, the voice box for... The giant Gonzalez, he's going to take over the mic for most of this. And this is another one where it felt like he was told exactly what he had to say. Like this was completely scripted for him of what he was doing. And it's kind of, I was equating it to, you know, what happened with, you know, Bobby and Perfect and Luger. It's almost like the same exact storyline. Yeah. Just with different people. Just with Kamala and giant Gonzalez and Harvey Whippleman. Exactly. Perfect screwed Bobby. So Bobby went and got Luger to fight Perfect. Undertaker screwed Whippleman or whatever, made him look bad. Uh, so Whippleman went and got Gonzalez to face Undertaker. Yes. And Kimchi apparently is busy with Kamala. Yes. Which we kind of hear about every once in a while. It was not on the show this week. So do we ever get Giant Gonzalez versus Kamala? That's what I thought we would get, but they have not referred to that at all. It's all oh. been kimchi versus Kamala. Whippleman finishes up his little speech here, going after The Undertaker, and we finally get to hear Gonzalez say something. <laughs> I was not sure what it was. I had to kind of decipher it. All right, what do you think it is? Because I, I got the captioning up. I know what it well, is. I, I think it's, I will bury you. That is exactly right. Undertaker, right? I will bury you. That's uh, This is the interview. We've been teased with it for a week. <laughs> and then a promo, hey, an interview's coming with Giant Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Whippleman does like two minutes, and the interview is just Giant Gonzalez barely being able to say, Undertaker, I will bury you. Yes, he said four words, and I couldn't understand one of them at first. So uh, Vince is saying he could do just that and that kind of helped me in figuring out what the gonzalez said do you think vince in the back of his head after he hears that is like one of these days we can have a match where yeah. we bury some guy <laughs> <laughs> buried alive match i gotta tuck that away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. write yes. that down write that on a piece of paper stick it in the think box they do a good <laughs> shot of a giant gonzalez is just poorly lit because they have you know they're on the stage mm-hmm. they have the cameraman on the floor, shooting up at Gonzalez, who's all on the stage coming down the steps. So Gonzalez looks like 85 feet tall. Sure. Except it's so poorly lit, it's like almost black, but it's a really good composition, bad execution to make him even look bigger. Yeah, it's not that hard. The guy's freaking huge. You've got Whippleman and Rougeau there who are not tall people to begin with. Right. Gonzalez looks like he's standing on it, like he's easily two feet higher than both of them. Opposite day shows up because the Nasty Boys are here. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, the Nasty Boys. (laughs) And if you would write out the commentator's heel face reaction and then flip people, that's what you have here for the Nasty Boys because (laughs) you have the good guy going, oh, the Nasty Boys, they're going to nasty size somebody. This is going to be awesome. And then you got the heel guy going, oh, they're stinky and they smell. Yeah. Two weeks ago, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, you would have had Macho going, "Oh, these smelly assholes! They're yeah. they're, they're awful." And you know, the the king going, "Oh, I love these nasty sized people. They're just nasty." And yeah, it's going nasty's terrible instead of ha 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 ha. Well, Vince uh, says that you can't live until you've been nasticized. I'm gonna try and live without being nasticized. Do you think that was his go-to for his interns? Have you been nasticized? (laughs) You ever been nasticized? 
Guess what? Yeah. Here's, <laughs> Here it comes. Here, here's 2.5 million. Just keep your mouth shut about the nasticizing. Yes. One dude. of these guys looks like an overly pumped grandfatherly dude. He looks like mm-hmm. a 50 year old who's decided to, you know, start CrossFit. Mark Ming, the merciless. <laughs> Jim Gorman. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it was Jim Gorman there. Both of them had careers from 1988 to 1993. Yeah. They so look they're, like they're real. Yeah. So they're, they're on the, the, the end of their careers here. Mark Mink did 23 matches in WWF and Jim Gorman did 17 matches in WWF and WCW. He looks like a real Chuck Norris kind of guy. Yeah. Just freeze at 13 minutes, 37 seconds, and you'll see the groupies that the Nasty Boys attract. Oh, she's got two different hair colors. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's cougarific. <laughs> Goodness. There's somebody taking pictures, too. So, once again, another non-match because we got to talk about Hogan a lot more during this one. We get some good hits here from the Nasty Boys on our friends Ming and Gorman. Some big elbows to Ming. The one move that I thought was quite funny is Eggs is in the ring with this one and with Ming. And I guess he was supposed to get sidewalk slammed. Yes. And he <laughs> catches him and drags Sags like three feet. Yeah. Sags like, like, like jumps into his arms. Yeah. Way before the move actually ever happens. It's just like, you know, Ming helping him along there. Well, I don't know what you're a tight switch, <laughs> but the one who did like drag sags for the sidewalks, yeah, he's all in silver and blue. He yes. after he does that, Ming. For, yeah, knobs gives him that like spinning head slam into the yeah, into yeah. the ground, which is awesome. I love that move. Sags unfortunately gets dragged a bit for the sidewalk slam. Like I don't think he knew it yeah. was coming, and I don't know what he was expecting. Yeah. But like had, Ming made that move happen. <laughs> yeah. Ming is ready to get thrown into the ropes and get tossed across the ring. And Sags decides, you know what? After that last botch, no, we're not <laughs> going to do that. So if you take a look, like right after the sidewalk slam, it looks like yeah. he's going to sling him into the ropes and decides, forget it. I'm going to give you an arm bar and a pit stop because that's <laughs> it's a lot safer than ha- trying to wrestle you. Yeah. That are like, we got to get our shit in and we've already done two of our three moves. Gorman gets the tag in and then he does a nice little pump handle slam. And then the nasty boys use the running power slam and the flying elbow drop to which Macho is was saying, well, what the fuck? Yeah, I was just like, they're stealing our shit. Over here, we got some perpetrators. And then for the combo, that's, I guess that's their finishing move now. The running power slam, flying elbow drop for the win. As the announcers could care less and talk about Money Inc.'s attack on Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> yes. Which I guess are this nasties are still number one contenders. That was my thing on this because they're hinting you know hogan and beefcake versus money inc at wrestlemania which we do know what happens Mm. so whatever happened to the nasty boys because as of last week yeah they were number one contenders they were all about going after money inc knobs is over by the camera going i'm coming for the belts and we're gonna be champions again all right so you got the mega powers yeah you have macho man with the flying elbow you got hogan with the Mm -hmm. leg drop to set up the nasty boys finisher Sags does the leg drop and Nobs does the flying elbow. Oh, they should totally do it. They, they do do it. totally do it. They've totally ripped yeah. off the Mega Powers finishers as their finisher. But hey, that's the way it is. It's the rap world. What can I tell you? Their cover band name would be like Shades of Power. Mega Nasty. <laughs> Nastamania. <laughs> yeah. A tribute <laughs> show. The real star of the show, I guess. Yeah, here it is. Yes, this brought me back to being, you know, 10 years old. Give him credit. The audience is buying it at this point. It's 1993. It's time to move on from this, and they just don't. They're playing the Hulk Hogan hits. It's 17 minutes, 17 seconds. Take a look at the audience. They're all, like, our age. They're all, like, in their 30s and their 40s. There's one guy who's got to be just ironic. Like, before hipster irony was cool... In 1993, there's a guy wearing a Bob Backlund WWF World Championship shirt. That's hilarious. (laughs) I did see that. And it's homemade, too. I mean, it's a really totally different feel. And there's like a lot more energy. You can tell why Raw just took over. 
I love how yeah. gorilla position is the curtain that they come behind is like a shower curtain. It's like this like Yo, shit yeah. yellow curtain. Uh, it's so low production, but I like it. Yeah. It's supposed to be raw. It's like raw right now is anything but raw. Raw is like super yeah. slickly produced with like 3D graphics packages yes. and a giant Tron that's a third of the, <laughs> the stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, here comes Hulk. He's in all red. He is, he's got to have a belt. So we got the Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster championship. Yes. Weight belt right there. This just came from Liston, I guess. Yeah. He's back in his, like his, his original shirt, which was the red one with the Hulkamania in yellow. But when I started yeah. tuning in, he was in the yellow shirt that I said Hulk rules all the time. So this is kind of a throwback. Yeah. He looks super thin. Yeah. Like this is Hulk off juice. This is yeah. low steroid Hulk Hogan. Yeah. There's one sign in the crowd that says Hulk lives, which I thought was quite, quite interesting. Was he presumed dead? That would have been a good title for the Tuesday in Texas show after he lost to The Undertaker. The rematch, Hulk lives. Vince is asking, Hulk, tell us what we want to hear. Was he going say, like, you know, what you're going to do? Like, what, what do we want to hear? At this point, the Hulk goes into a little diatribe that he's, it just kind of sounds like he's asking the crowd to make sure that Hulkamania is still running wild. Like, <laughs> yeah. Please tell me that Hulkamania is still a thing. Do you, do you want me back? Yeah. Kind of weird that they bring him back on Raw because I know it's like kind of this the cable national show. It's on as close to broadcast that everybody can see as you can get, I guess. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine Hulk Hogan, Pontiac Silverdome? 93,000 person Hulk Hogan coming back to the company mm -hmm. and doing it at this ballroom in front of like, yeah, you know, 250 people. How many people are in this ballroom? Like, what was it 500 yeah, well, max? I, you know, Here's my big return at a hotel ballroom in front of yeah. like, you know, basically a wedding size party. Yeah. That's got to be depressing, right? If you're Hulk Hogan, like, this is my <laughs> big comeback in front of like less people than I used to wrestle in the AWA in front of. Vince is sensing, sensing the dollars. Like, he's thinking, this is the guy that's going to get those numbers, those 93,000 back. Yeah. You know, because when he was gone, nothing was doing it. So that was his hope. Yeah. Tell me what I want to hear. I've got to have cash again. So there'll be some money. Yeah. He's like, I got nothing else. Come back, please. I like how he calls Ted DiBiase the multi-million dollar man. Like, he's yes. more, than, more than one million. He's a multi-million dollar man. Yes, he's a quite a rich person. He explains what happened to Brutus, and he thanks God and Jimmy Hart. Well, you know, the, you, Brutus thanked God and Hulk Hogan at the, the interview that he had. So, got to always thank the big man upstairs. Got to thank the big man. Well, in Sporting Oakley's and some caution tape on his nose, Alcum Frutus <laughs> in red and yellow. Now, I've seen the Mega Maniacs. Mm -hmm. This is what they're being called. I've seen the Ultimate Maniacs, and I've seen the Mega Powers. Mm -hmm. So we're just like combining whatever words we want. Yeah. This has got to be the worst incarnation of them all, right? <laughs> yes. Of certainly. The power maniac combos. Yeah. Brutus and Hulk got to be way down there. Yeah, we needed, they, they needed some kind of ultra warrior and macho man fell through. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, so they needed something here. So Hulk Hogan brings it back and he calls them the mega maniacs. And he also invites Jimmy Hart to be their new manager because he stood up for Brutus Beefcake last week so jimmy hart gets to come out in some sort of ridiculous bluish slash reddish outfit but still with his piano tie i had to give him props for that what i'm <laughs> impressed with is it, it, i've never seen psychic artists before but apparently jimmy hart's airbrush guy knew all of this was going to happen <laughs> i was able to create a hulk hogan <clears throat> brutus beefcake themed jacket just for this occasion like spontaneously you know what I have a feeling Jimmy's going to manage Hulk. I'm yeah. going to have this thing ready. That's that's how long it takes, man. It was it wasn't much. Everybody's <laughs> dressed like a Hulk variant. Like you got yeah. Brutus now with the Hulk cross in the Hulk colors. You got Jimmy Hart in Hulk Hogan gear. It's like it's it's like a Funko Pop nightmare here. It's like <laughs> the Hulk Hogan Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You got to have the yellows and the reds, man. You got to have the yellows and the reds. As long as you're wearing the yellows and the reds, you're on the team. Which is why I was wondering why the hell they do it with Warrior and Savage and use the Maniac thing with the Warrior, like 
They're just pimping off Hulk. Yeah, they were trying with, to. With two guys who aren't Hulk. Yeah. Like, I get if Hulk's there yeah. to do the red and yellow stuff, but the, like, Warrior wasn't red and yellow. No. Savage wasn't red and yellow. Yeah, we get the clip from there. And it's like the clip show show. We've been told that the match between Boss Man and Doink was going to be a superstars match. Mm-hmm. Gorilla Monsoon fakes this shit where he's like, <laughs> It's so good to be on Superstars <laughs> with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. And they still and they didn't even bother editing the wrestling challenge logo out of the shot. No. Nope. So it's like, here we are on Superstars Wrestling Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's on yeah. the screen. It's like, no, we're not. You're no, showing us a challenge match. We're on Wrestling Challenge with Gorilla and Bobby, which I was happy about because I like Gorilla and Bobby. But it was, yeah, it was it was pretty odd seeing that because it was hyped as being a part of this show. And the match was never broadcast on challenge either. Apparently, hmm. they had an extra match to put on, so they put it through superstars and had Gorilla and Bobby, you know, overdub it. Yeah, it's a totally different arena, so I don't know where the hell this is. But Boss Man, who's always like 50, mm-hmm. guess how old he is in here? I'm gonna say 42. He's 30 years old. <laughs> He's 30 years old in this match. Wow, I know. This wow. dude has city miles, man. <laughs> yes. Wow. I thank God I didn't look like that when I was 30. Boss man who's beaten the living hell out of nails, mm-hmm. who, you know, kicked the ass of the Mountie, who's been on pretty much a win streak roll except for the Bam Bam Bigelow match, which was mm-hmm. like still a good match. Red tights to clown. Yeah. He is a red tight to this clown. Yeah. They, they've really made Doink look good as a wrestler yeah. in this match. Of all the wrestlers that should be using, you know, all kinds of meats and cheeses and, you know, squirty flowers and, and yeah. honking horns and stuff, they show off Doink as being like a technical wrestler. Yes. <laughs> in like, this match. Which is so stupid because, you know, you had like these athletic, humongous guys who just wanted to show it off and they're like, no big show. You're a giant. You move slow. You're just, you're, you're a menacing giant. Don't do anything athletic. It's out of character. Here you get a fucking clown who's like doing mat wrestling. <laughs> yeah. He was all over him on the ground. He was like, he was doing like STS and he's yeah. like doing chicken wings. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Drop toe holds. I mean, yeah, this guy. Do we can wrestle hardcore? Yeah. He should be like distracting the ref and then using a rubber mallet. Exactly. He should be like pulling a rubber chicken out of his pants and like smacking a guy around with it. But why is he doing submission maneuvers? He's like yeah. in the Tokyo Dome over here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it, it was. I mean, it was like, wow, Doink is quite the technical wrestler. That's what I had written down here. It's a neck breaker, and like he literally goes into an STF. Yeah, seriously, like Kurt Angle would be like, I don't know if I want to face him. He's pretty, pretty good. Like, what the hell is the clown doing? Yeah. The crown that cuts a promo, and I won the, the 1984 Olympics with a broken freaking neck, like <laughs> my broken arm, man, my prosthetic arm. Yeah, seriously, uh, like Doink is like wrestling, stretching the guy. It's really yeah. a goofy match. Yeah, there's a point in here where Bobby says he looks familiar. He's like, I can't quite place it, but he looks familiar. Is that just like him saying, like he knows who Matt Bourne is? He's just kind of ribbing him. Uh, maybe, or maybe they're trying to say, Hey, this guy is a wrestler. He just dressed like a clown. We've seen like this wrestler before and he just, yeah, like he's got skills. Like he's not just a clown that walked off the street. This guy is a wrestler. And I think that's why the boss man is having a real tough time in this match because boss man's not a wrestler. Yeah. He's a brawler guy. Like he doesn't do holds and stuff. He just beats you with and kicks you. And here you got this clown mat wrestling him and boss man looks terrible in this match. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Ever see that clip of when, you know, Goldberg was running in and squashing dudes in 90 seconds and they yeah. tell Regal to have a real match with him and Regal does and Goldberg looks like shit Yeah, because Regal just tries to wrestle a dude for six minutes and Goldberg <laughs> didn't know what the fuck to do with himself? That's yeah. what this match looks like against the boss man. Yeah. The way I'm looking at Doink right now is he should be in a Shawn Michaels match. He yeah. should be wrestling hard. Yeah. Boss man's he's in a leg brace, boss man. Just yeah. catch that? He's in a black leg brace against his black Maybe. pants. I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice it either. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's goofy because it's so standard definition. You almost don't see it at all. But it's yeah. There. Yeah. Bossman tries to make a comeback, which is like a, a move and a half. Doink goes up on the top rope and Bossman 
pulls him off, throws him down to the ground, and gets a little bit of offense on him at that time. Wasband takes his time, of course, at this point to try to pump up the crowd. We get the 911 where he uh, bounces him off the bottom rope. Um, one of my favorite Bossman moves is the doink is on, is hanging on the ropes, and Bossman baseball slides out <laughs> and uppercuts him. <laughs> yes. Goldust had a very similar move where he yeah. uh, uppercut a guy after like sliding down, but yeah. is on the mat. I like that one. Doink gets squashed in the corner, but it's the corner where he hung his jacket, and he pulls out green misty paint. Something like that. It looks like like a little squeeze bottle of something that we didn't know what it was, but at that point when Bossman turns him around and squeezes it into Bossman's face, and there's green paint all over the Bossman, to which he gets completely disoriented. Yes. And gets pinned for a three count, and I'm just like, I understand... You get the green goo in your face, whatever, what the hell, you can't see. But you're still of sound mind enough to know that somebody's pinning you. <laughs> right. That you should be able to try and kick out. Yeah. And you were on the mend. You weren't in danger. You were doing pretty well. It's not like yeah. you couldn't kick out because you're too tired or you're too beaten up and, you know, you got, you got missed it. They play Doink's music. They ring the bell and the ref sees the goo. Mm-hmm. And then calls for the reversal of the decision, but they don't stop Doink's music. And all of a sudden they called Bossman the winner by DQ. Yeah. Which is the only thing that saves Bossman from not looking like a total red tight. I guess it's like, we'll keep Bossman's strongish. Well, this is the last match that Bossman does. He leaves the company for a little while after this. Oh, no way. He yeah. lost to the clown and he's out? Yeah, he's done after this. He did a few matches in the USWA. Then he went on tour with the All Japan in the summer. No kidding. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, boss man with the green paint, and he's like angry about it. He looks like Hulk Smash. He's like, yeah, that is interesting. Oh well, RSVP their boss man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know he will be back, and not too long after this, I I don't think. Well, he does Uh, a WCW stint as like the boss, and then the Guardian Angel, and then oh, that's right. Up and he's Ray Trailer. He doesn't really come back as SWAT Team boss man until Attitude Area. That's true. That's true. We got some years. So he's gone after this. He had gained back all the weight that he lost while he was off. Yeah, he looks big. During this. He does look big. Yeah, and he probably needs the time off because the guy's knee wrapped up again. Remember when he got beaten up by nails, the, the injury seemed to be the knee. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he like, beat up his knee, it's already bad. And yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the story. Well, it's time to sell some product over here. We got oh, yeah. the WrestleMania 9 report with the really the best graphics package I've ever seen. And the Gaminjin. Yes, brought to you by IcoPro. Many, many slogans. Many slogans. You've got to want it for your body because your body needs it. And if your body doesn't want it, then you're not anybody. Yeah, I wish it worked because I was a pretty skinny dude at this point. Yeah, I, I wanted to look like the Ultimate Warrior, but no. that wasn't going to happen. Maybe no. I, I should have taken some Cyclone. I was, you could have. I, I was one Cyclone Ica Pro away from <laughs> from being awesome. Oh, grab well. that wind. Grab that wind and grab and, that yeah, wind. Suns out, <laughs> winds out. There are still some good seats available, Dom, for WrestleMania Nine. We're so, going. You know, We're going. We, call the number. We got some tickets. <laughs> we better call that number fast because those tickets are going. WrestleMania Forty is going to be in Philly. When tickets go on sale, how fast do I have to be to beat all the robots that are going to be buying the tickets? Oh my to the god! Second, the secondhand stores. I don't know. We're gonna get so screwed. We're gonna have to like buy it off a of StubHub for seventeen times the market value. I know. It sucks. All right. Well, whatever. yeah. Well, the card comes up where it's overdubbed. The weird thing about the logo, the WrestleMania 9 thing, doesn't it look like there's two hockey sticks at the bottom of it? Yes, on either <laughs> side. Well, it's, that's the stand that holds it up. Well, I mean, Vegas is known for hockey, right? Like Now they are. They do have a hockey team, but yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Yes, this card is shaping up to be the best in history card so far. Okay, freeze your thing at 32 minutes, 33 seconds in. There is a guy online who has gone through every incarnation of every title belt ever. Okay. And he did a whole 
thing on the winged eagle and what version of the winged eagle we're looking at right now. If okay. you take a look at the winged eagle belt, one of the wings is chipped. It's the one that's, it's the upper one that Brett's holding it and he has uh, one of the wings covered by his thumb. The other wing, you can see like the top of the wing is chipped off. This is apparently a legendary belt called the chipped eagle. It's missing yeah. a wing. Oh yeah, it is. I see that. Yoko will get a new one after he wins it back. And this belt will return, apparently, as the belt that Sean loses to a Stone Cold. The Chipped Eagle returns Interesting. on Sean's last reign before Stone Cold wins it. But this is a legendary title because it's broken. Huh. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to tell because of the way that Brett is holding it there with his, you know, thumb kind of yeah. over a little bit of the belt. You'll see it a little bit better in the interview. Apparently, That's Caesar's Palace has, like, Epcot. You see, like, Spaceship Earth in the background of all these shots. Oh, like, yeah. What is that? <laughs> They've got everything in Vegas, man. They do. <laughs> when ticket sales are going poorly, like, if they couldn't sell the show out, if we're, like, you know, two weeks before the show, do you think Gene's going to go? And remember, legalize prostitution. <laughs> Please. Fingers kind of, like, <laughs> try to sell the town, too. Yeah, he's got to do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the show, you can use your ticket for free entry to the Bunny Ranch. <laughs> got to try something. Oh, man. Why did they go with Caesar? It could be like, it's in Vegas. They got whores. <laughs> like, Vince, we sold out in 30 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, they genius. their opportunity. Yeah. Every year. Vegas. <laughs> what can you get for two and a half million? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You could get removed from your company. That's yes. what you get. You could, you could retire early. <laughs> yes. Is this the first time in this Bret Hart promo that we hear... Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. I I mentioned that. I, I believe so. Because he's been doing the whole excellence of execution thing over and over and over again. That's the first time I remember the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be, though. I was fairly impressed by that. However, I was not impressed by the bigger you are, the wider you spread. Yeah. I've never <laughs> heard that expression in my life. No. I've heard the harder you fall, yeah. obviously. <laughs> But not the wider you spread. And I'm like, why are we it. spreading wider? <laughs> what is Brett going to do to Yoko? Did Vince write that line for you? Because <laughs> something forfeits the match. He's like, no way, dude. What kind of match did I slay up for here? <laughs> not for me. All right. Brett him. <laughs> whoa yeah that was that was a little bit weird there i didn't understand that yoko gets in the ring immediately taps you win yeah it's like, it's, this will only hurt a, a bit frank goes down <laughs> takes his glasses off puts it on the kid starts putting two gloves on his head oh no no uh, so this will took a turn well, title matches abound because Native America Tatanka, who's, I think, signaling a Rayhan turn in this picture, <laughs> yeah. will be taking on Shawn Michaels, who gets hard for gold or something. Like yes, <laughs> the only thing that turns him on is gold. That's premiered gold <laughs> dust. This bit, like, he's, the only thing that turns me on is gold. And then out comes Dustin Runnels in full makeup. Like, what the hell's going on? Once again, we've got... Yoko spread him. Yeah. Sean tur is turned on by the gold. It's like Saturday morning, right? Yeah, I think so. It's I a cartoon so. show. Oh, man. Yes, well, it will take an entire tribe to defeat Sean, he says. Apparently. This is going to be turned on by too much gold. That's right. We then get our Tatanka promo. Yeah, so cue the, cue the drum beat. Sean Michaels, it's you and me at war at WrestleMania. But we have faced once before, and I prove to all my people and all my braves, check. But most importantly, Shawn Michael, I prove to you that I could beat you at WrestleMania, at Caesars Palace, in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's for all the gold. But Shawn Michaels, this is a vision with all my people. This is my destiny. I mean, my density. And I will not let my people down at WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, get prepared. Tatanka looks exactly like Sags. Yeah, I could see that. I think he's like built Sags. If Sags yeah. worked out, you'd get to talk. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. We I have a snarling version of Giant Gonzalez now. I don't remember this was the picture they used last time, but maybe they did. But he, he's got a snarl, mm -hmm. and he'll be fighting the Undertaker. They talk about yeah. Lex will be fighting Perfect. Narcissus the Narcissist. This confused me, actually, because Gene says we'll hear from Lex shortly. And then he goes into Crush 
promos. Because then they show like Crush is going to face Doink and Crush does his promo, which by the way, he's from Hawaii, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. And he's saying, you know, Doink, the, the countdown has begun. I'm high on crack. And he calls it WrestleMania number nine. And I said, the, no, that's Love Potion number nine. <laughs> number it's nine. just WrestleMania nine. nine. It's not WrestleMania number nine. Yeah, uh, the new set from Chanel. <laughs> WrestleMania number nine. With a hint of Hawaii. Yeah. We've bought um, a smelly wrestler. But you don't ever get the promo from Lex Luger after that. We get a match. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing I thought he was talking about. Yeah, I, I was a little confused. That. We're getting a new crush. We're getting uh -oh. angry crush. We're yeah. getting volcanic crush. <laughs> yes. Crush extra string. The Steiner brothers picture that they have for the Steiners versus Head Shrinkers match mm. looks like a bad yearbook photo, doesn't it? Oh, it's yeah. Like they're in their varsity jackets. Of course. Scott looks incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> and I swear to God, he just looked at Rick and said, I'm taking your haircut. Now I'm Big Papa Pump. I like yours better. Well, I guess shortly means like right now, because we're in the ring with Lex looking at himself. Of course. The mirror is already there. He's flexing away and he is facing one of the upper level red tights that we have, Jim Powers. Yeah, Jimmy Powers. It's yeah. like very happy to see him. And you don't fuck with Jimmy Powers. Jimmy Powers starts looking at himself in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, this was, that was funny. That was, a, that was a good way to start this because Lex leaves the mirror for a second and starts posing to the crowd. And Jimmy just walks, walks casually by. He's like, hey, I can do that too. I like how Vince respects Jimmy Powers because, first of all, he knows the red tight's name. He's also yeah. like, Jimmy Powers, no slouch. He's got a great yeah. body. Look at him. He's awesome. <laughs> like, respect given the gym. Lex leaves the mirror, which I thought was weird for his character. But then when Jimmy Powers started flexing in front of the mirror, I know why they did it. But yeah. He leaves the mirror to pose in front of like the crowd. And then Jimmy Powers goes to flex in front of the mirror. And he looks good. Like Jimmy Powers does yeah. look like a real, because he was yeah, a real still, wrestling. He's still built, still Still jacked up. He's good. The stagehands can't get this poor mirror out of the ring fast enough. Like they're telling <laughs> they the story. In. They're at, the match is starting. Lex yeah. is beating up Jimmy Powers, and this thing is still trying to get out here. The ref has to try to help them get this mirror out. I thought it was a run-in because I was like, "Who's coming into the ring so quick?" I was like, "Oh, it's the guys trying to get the mirror." Because <laughs> you see them like bolt into the ring to try and get that mirror out as quickly as possible. I love how they just surround Lex every time with wrestlers who can actually go. So Lex, yeah. It's like he's he's a much better wrestler than he is because yeah. Jimmy Powers is flying all over the place for him. Every single time there's a sequence of moves, Lex flexes something else. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I knocked him down. Like my pecs do a dance. I yeah, knocked him yeah. down. I'm, I'm doing bodybuilding poses. Yeah. The weird thing is when he was a WBF wannabe and he was like going to be part of it or the host of it or whatever he's mm -hmm. going to do with it. You know, Lex Luger's built, but he's not bodybuilder built. Like Lex yeah. looked like a fraction of those guys. So like the idea that he was going to be a bodybuilder of that I mean, caliber. Yeah. They, they, I don't think that was ever going to no, pan out. No, he's got wrestler him. body. He doesn't have bodybuilder body. Those, nah. those guys are nuts. Yeah. The hits that he puts on Powers here, like Powers takes them really, really well. Like it looks like he gets knocked down. And we start to get that sense of what you had mentioned last week about like the, the plate in his arm and stuff like that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when he hits him with his final running forearm smash, Powers goes down and like does not move. <laughs> no. Yeah. He hits him with the forearm and, it, and he's knocked unconscious. So let's yeah. just pretend. This is the second time we've seen Lex on the show wrestle. Yeah. Let's pretend challenge saw him twice too. And okay. maybe, maybe he did it wrong. So there's a possibility that we've seen him four or five times. If you're like digesting everything they're giving you, this might be the fifth time we've seen a guy get knocked out with this forearm smash. So Vince says like, it keeps on happening. Like what's mm -hmm. going on yeah. here? There's something up. Yeah. Why is this so devastating? And the heel announcer, you know, the king's like, well, you know, he bounced off of his amazing body. <laughs> yeah. It's just so amazing that it knocks, knocks people out. And uh, this is also where they're talking about, you know, will he tarnish perfect's perfect record? Is that yeah. since his return? Is that what are they trying to convince mm, me must, of? Must be. We didn't get a package that had to have aired, which was probably uh, a rewind or a, a redo of perfect can do any sport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, did yeah. those vignettes where he, he can dive perfectly. He can throw darts perfectly. Yeah. Because when we come back from the WrestleMania report, they're talking about perfect playing basketball. 
So we didn't get to see that, but they probably aired it when the show was actually on. Yeah, I have that from one of the sites that I went to. It says that you see Mr. Perfect sinking a bunch of shots on the court with the Minnesota Timberwolves center, Felton Spencer, who was in awe. Perfect ends by hitting a no-look shot. Yeah, so we didn't get to see that. That was No, we did not see that. They cut that off the cock. They did. Yeah, he <laughs> got circumcised. Yeah, we got the circumcised edition of oh. Superstars today. Oh no! Sean's still trying to sell us some stuff. Always be closing. We're back with the Caesar's Palace report. Yeah, back with Mooney and you know giving us more of the WrestleMania. It feels like you know they they do the WrestleMania report, but right now Sean Mooney's like doing a supplemental WrestleMania report. As yeah. well, because it's all about WrestleMania. Nothing else going on. Do you think if um, we watched this back in the day, some of these would have been Spectrum show? Oh, ad? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. So we just get a couple of promos here. Our first one is from Yoko and Mr. Fuji. And Mr. Fuji calls out, Fart son. It says, take a good look at my Yoko. You are good, but you are a little fly compared to him. Yeah, this is the most articulate I ever remember Fuji being. Yeah, I could actually understand most of this promo. Yeah, That's like it. he's he's doing a really good job because Yoko's, we're still pretending, can't speak English. He's the guy who has to sell this main event. It's mm. all really on Fuji. Yeah. So uh, good for Fuji. He gives Brett a lot of good compliments here. Is you're, you're very smart. You're a very good wrestler, but you're no match. You're going to get crushed. Yes. The idea to build up the opponent. So, because if you won against somebody who doesn't matter, then it didn't matter. So you got to yeah. like build them up. The, the new narrative is Hart is the underdog. He's the champion yeah. underdog. Yeah. And it's the first time in WrestleMania history that the champion is the underdog. And I don't know about that. I, don't, I think WrestleMania no. 5, Ma- Macho was probably the underdog. So, yeah, I'd say Macho was the underdog. I would even say like a WrestleMania 3. Hogan and oh, yeah. Giant. Yeah, Andre is probably. Yeah. Are you going to beat him? You can't. No one slammed him. He's enormous. Yeah. He's undefeated. Yeah. yeah. What the hell are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker's promo is interesting because Giant Gonzalez is big, but he's a man, and The Undertaker is an entity. <laughs> yes, I didn't realize The Undertaker was not a man as well. <laughs> he's not a man. Yes. I am a specter. I am a spook. <laughs> this guy's just gonna float right through me i cannot be hurt because i am actually a zombie i'm a zombie ghost yeah giant gonzalez pulls up in ecto one and the other day's like oh shit out comes bill murray and dan Aykroyd. you know how you always have you know it's wrestlemania you have to have like you know it's movie stars and just some such shit yeah. out come the ghostbusters yeah of course cross that the streams undertaker's like put into the trap harvey whippleman's driving the car Game over, man. Didn't see that coming, did you, Mark? That would be a twist. <laughs> that would, that would be, be a swerve. <laughs> would be. Swerve, bro. Sean Mooney gets a, a nice little one-liner in here. Is this, this battle will reach new heights. Yes, because he's tall. Yes, good one, Mooney. Well, one. That, that's it. Did you like the episode, then? Ah, uh, no. I didn't like this one. It, it was exactly what I expected it to, to be when they said Hulk Hogan was going to be coming back last week. I was like, this episode is going to be just more hype for WrestleMania and all talk about Hogan. And that's exactly what it was. The boss man doink match didn't do anything for me. Didn't further anything. It was just kind of a placeholder to get us to the next week. I don't know if there's any name versus name next week, but I feel like they they need to do more of that to at least entice us to watch until we get to WrestleMania because they're not furthering any stories. They're just promoing back and forth against each other. Right. And not name versus name for just name versus namesake. Like, yeah, we've got it. a whole month to go before WrestleMania. Like, I can only stand so much promo, so I'm afraid that's what these are going to be for the next month. We should see Yoko laying out real guys every week. Yeah. Like, how's Hart ever going to defeat him? At least some kind of, you know, face-off between, like, the two of them have not been in the same place at the same time. Right. You know, for for any light unless they do it on raw maybe they did something on raw like but we're not watching raw we're watching superstars so you know show us the money that's right pretend this is the only show we can see i agree with a lot of that i think um this has become the raw recap show a good 40 percent of the show now it's like raw is where things are happening yeah if you're not watching raw you're missing the story moving forward so if you're watching superstars you're just you're, you're gonna get squash matches and 
the story's being told somewhere else now. So we, we've hit that point where Superstars is like the, the recap, the Raw show. We're, we're going to have to switch over to watching Raw episodes. Now we have to rename the show and we got to get a new graphic. And <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. But the reason we got into this was to right. watch Saturday Morning Superstars. This is a red tight centric show. I it mean, is. we're we, we're all about Jimmy Powers here. And yeah, my I guess my red tail of the night will be the big boss man. <laughs> As we we sent him off on his back to I guess go wrestle for Japan. Yeah. Uh, my, my, mine was Jimmy Powers, actually, because, you know, I got to love my my Jimmy Powers. He's, he's a good choice. He's, he's a, a good choice. one. My match of the night? Wow. No, not much. It isn't really. Like, what's, no. pick anything. What's the difference? No. Like, there's... Even, even, yeah, the, as I said, the, the Boss Man Doig match didn't do anything. It wasn't It wasn't great, you know, and it, it was just confusing. Above <laughs> anything, it's like, why is this clown able to wrestle so well? And why does the boss man look like he sucks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, even the red tights who look like they were wrestlers in the Nasty Boys match kind of like were yeah. just lots of mistakes and goose and like Sag's just giving up on yeah. it. Be like, you know, I was going to do stuff, but I'm just going to pit stop you and get out of here. Yeah. It, it, until, until they have a really good match, I'm just going to say my match of the night is always that one where the guy got his head smashed by the Beverly Brothers. That, that was unbeatable. <laughs> and where are they? Yeah. Are we They're, getting the Beverly Brothers back? I don't know. I've been, I, I, we're not going to see them next week. No, because next week we get Crush, what we, yes. we always wanted. The original Hawaiian Punch. Yeah, apparently. Cease and desist letter immediately. Still <laughs> match list, but we know where this is going to go. Yes. Razor Ramon will be here. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been really out of the picture. Like, he's been out of any story. We get, uh, here's where I think we're going to maybe have some com- conflict or and some pre WrestleMania stuff because yeah. we have opponents finally on the same program. Yes. A lot of times we see, like, you know, one guy one week and the person they're facing the next week. We get the Steiner brothers and the head shrinkers on the same show. Hopefully something happens. Hopefully something happens. And a special interview by number one promo giver of all time, Brett yeah. the Hitman Hart. Yeah, that should be good. I hope he does the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be again. Yeah, he's like, I, I remember that. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vince is like, I love it. Say that all the time. <laughs> Say it every single time you're out there. And next time we're, we're back, it's my father's birthday, or it's because it's a March Ooh, 6th show. So Very good. That's we'll it. have to look forward to that one. Yeah. So, so then, you know, Sayonara, Undertaker. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels has left the building. And was he even here this week? I guess. No. He's gold. He's, oh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's yes. golden he's, horny. He's, he's hard for gold. <laughs> he's hard for gold. Oh, God. <laughs>